Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora and I am going to be doing a energetic update um, as well as a little bit of astrology um, as we move into the full, I'm sorry, the new moon on April 1st, which is going to be in Aries and why April and May are going to be such huge energetic months. Now I'll do another update as we get closer to May and I'll just focus on April for now because April notoriously is a big game-changing um, month and if we just look at kind of the seasons and the ebb and flow of Mother Nature, we see that around March 20th, 21st, we always have the spring equinox and this is when the dawning of spring begins to happen. Winters are always about reflection, um, a little bit more about not isolation, but solitude. And this is when you're really kind of planting your seeds during the winter times. You're doing the energetic work. You're doing reflections. There's not as much of an energy pushing as there is a receiving and a receptivity. And if you are consistent during those ebbs and flows, especially what we call the winter months, you know, we as physical vessels are intricately intertwined with the earth and with mother nature. It is one in the same. So we also follow these patterns, these energetic patterns of mother earth. <clears throat> and that's how you have to look at the seasons and, you know, the flow of astrology through different signs. It's all the ebbs and flows of the cosmos. We go through ups, downs, shifts in energy and changes. And we have to be aware to align our energies with Mother Earth because that is the true ecosystem, right? So during the winter months, we are to really go within. And if we do the work during those months, and there's a reason why winter typically falls around November, December, January, and I know it does, you know, move into February as well, but we're looking at um, Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Capricorn energies. Those are all about transformation, truth-seeking, and putting in the work for what it is that you want to achieve. And then we kind of transition into Aquarius season from the end of January to the end of February. And that's really the time where then we start to break out of our shells a little bit. And we're like, okay, I've been doing the inner work um, I've been, you know, kind of reflecting on myself. I've been seeking the truth, speaking the truth, laying my foundations. Now I want to kind of bring that out into the world a little bit and maybe share that with others. Aquarius is a lot about connecting with, um, communities, networking, these kind of connections. Um, Aquarius holds a lot of three energy, and because the three energy is all about collaboration, um, co-creation, communities, and the three is also the trinity. And so there's a balance to the number three, even though it is an odd number. It's the balance of the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body. And it's also where we find balance between receptivity and output. Okay, we find the balance between the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine within ourselves. And we find the balance between pushing energy and then pulling back and relaxing. We find the balance between rest and rejuvenation 
and forward movement. And this is really important to understand the energies um, that we've just now kind of moved through Pisces season, which is where we kind of go through a death and rebirth process. It's like after the winter months, um, the transformations and the reflections have come, we start to to put our feelers out into the world again and we start to communicate and connect with people who are now matching our new vibration or they're maybe matching and more aligned with our vision and what where we want to go on our path and then we get to Pisces season and it kind of puts us on the internal reflection again where we have to go through some sort of death and rebirth and then we hit Aries season, which is what we're in now. And this is where the energy every year ramps up. April, May, June, major, major, major months. And then we have July and August, which are also major months, but those tend to be a buildup of whatever occurs from April through June. And July and August is a lot of where we're purging out what no longer aligns with us and we kind of go through this recovery period of these major energetic moments so just as a kind of prequel to you know what I want to share is just to have a better understanding of these ebbs and flows um, of our energetic systems and how we align with um, mother nature and with the planets so we have a, a new moon in Aries on April 1st. And this is interesting for a few reasons. The first is that Aries in the 3D astrology um, world is the first zodiac sign. So I work a little bit differently um, and have interpreted the zodiac differently than what 3D astrologers have, but just for a better understanding, I'll just use the 3D model. Um, that Aries is the first sign. It's a fire sign, it is a masculine sign, and it is a leadership sign. Aries by far is the most misused energy on the planet. And it really is one of because it's the first sign in the zodiac you can kind of compare it to being um a younger um, less evolved energy and so it has taken a long time for the aries energy to be transformed into a higher use if we look at all the other signs and i could do a whole entirely other podcast on the consciousness of the signs but Aries in the lower is a lot of bloodshed, you know, bloodlust, war, violence, um, competition. Um, the belief system or mentality of having energy, uh, sorry, enemies or opposing forces. And so that's where we get war, the idea of war from, because it's this perception that there is something opposing you or is your enemy or is seeking to battle you and so the Aries is very warrior-esque but on earth because of the low consciousness that's been the most misused energy which has resulted in wars violence um, oppression you know anger rage the competition these types of energies and I feel that that's really the some of the deepest energetic wounds that we have on this planet is this idea of violence and of opposition 
and battle and war. And Aries is also in the lower, very um, self-absorbed. So they're very aware of themselves and they have a, a really deep sense of who they are. They're very confident in who they are. And that's what we love about Aries. That's their higher... The divine warrior is one who is self-empowered, who is passionate, who is courageous, fearless, brave, um, but fights for love, um, not for the lower. And the difference between the higher evolution of Aries and the lower is that in the lower, there's a use of force in order to battle or win or compete or dominate. And in the higher, as a warrior of love, we kind of put that sword down and instead we fight back in a way with our passion and with our love of human beings, of humanity. We are warriors for love and so we are battling with our frequency, not physically. And this is exactly what's happening right now with the ascension process, with this disclosure process. We are no longer fighting a physical battle. A lot of people like to say we're in psychological warfare, we're in spiritual warfare. I, I feel the term warfare is still very 3D um, because in truth, whatever you believe to be true manifests energetically. So if we are still in this lower Aries mode where we are perceiving um, that we are in a warfare and that we are battling against something, then we are only feeding and um, manifesting more of that energy, right? So it's, of course, we have to be aware, yes, we are in a spiritual battle of sorts, but we need to shift into the higher. And that's why this new moon is so important. We need to understand that we're in a battle of frequency. The only way to win, so to speak, this battle is to master your frequency. And I know that if you guys watch our live streams and you are, you know, active on our channel, we talk a lot about frequency, but I really want to drive it home because I still see a lot of misperceptions about what it is that we are here to do and of course we all have to go through an evolution right there's a lead up to this sort of mastery most of us when we started waking up of course we felt that anger we felt that rage we felt that need that urge to stand up for the truth to speak the truth and to kind of push back against this enemy which we call the cabal the ego the dark whatever it is and but then you move to the next level and you realize that by battling an energy you only feed the energy so by battling anything you are only feeding more energy into the realm of battle so you will only attract more battles. Now, this does not mean that we just become doormats and we just surrender in the sense that we just give up and say, well, there's nothing I can do. So I, you know, we go into apathy. That's also not true. However, what we are doing and what this new moon in Aries is going to do for us is it is going to ignite 
the divine warrior essences in every higher self or every vessel who is able to activate this energy. And this is where you become a master and a warrior of frequency. Not a physical warrior, not an emotional warrior, you know, not a mental warrior, a spiritual divine warrior of frequency. And I'm going to be talking more about this throughout the month um, and specifically maybe focusing on how to master frequency. And yes, it is challenging. It basically means that no matter what energies are surrounding you, and this can be in your personal life, um, at home or with coworkers or with family or with friends, children, um, but also the collective energy that is coming at us, right? From the propagandas and the lower frequencies that are constantly being sent out to the collective consciousness. We also feel that because we're intertwined with collective consciousness. So it is very challenging because essentially to become a warrior of frequency means that you hold a high frequency no matter what is happening in your environment or in the collective consciousness. Again, this does not mean that you walk around and you're just rainbows and butterflies and fucking marshmallows all the time no that's that is a misperception of a lot of the spiritual community too a high frequency simply means a high level of awareness okay so for example if i am in a high state of consciousness and i get triggered by something i immediately feel anger or rage I feel it. I know it's coming up in me. It's it's there. My awareness of that energy, number one, immediately starts to diffuse the energy. I feel it coming. I know it's coming. I can identify the frequency. Number two, when I accept that this is the energy that's coming up, I don't go into denial about it, which is when people say, oh, you know, you ask them, oh, are you upset? Are you angry about something? Like you seem angry. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's denial. That's going to lower your frequency immediately because you've gone into denial about it. The second form of denial is when someone expresses and kind of embodies the energy of anger or rage, but they're in denial that that is the energy. So it's someone who you ask, hey, are you angry about something? And they're like, they're like, no, I'm not angry. It's a, it's a different type of denial. One is a repressed version. One is a reactive version, right? And with the reactive version, it's, that's usually the funnier scenarios because you can clearly see that someone's angry, but they are in denial that they are. So the key to diffusing and neutralizing frequency is to, number two, accept that that's where you're at. Accept, yeah, I feel angry right now. Okay, I accept that. That's where I'm at. Third is that you actually take a step or an action to transform the energy. This could be you go outside and just kind of yell, you know, release the energy. This could be um, that you decide to go for a walk or for a run or something just to release it from your body. Um, This could be that you journal about it just to, you know, let your feelings out, express them, move that energy. Um, it could be deep breathing for a couple of minutes until that energy passes through. Those are three very simple things. 
identify the energy, you know, be aware of it, two, accept it, and three, take a small action to transform it. Again, this may take you a few hours, this may take you a day. You will get better at this though, where as soon as a low frequency comes in and you're able to identify, accept it, and take an action to transform it, this could be done in minutes. That is what being a high frequency warrior is. It doesn't mean you never feel low vibrations. It doesn't mean that you're never going to feel lower emotions or triggers or anything like that. That's an illusion. We're humans. We're able to feel the whole spectrum of frequency. It just means that you have the level of awareness and mastery to catch it, accept it, and then release it. That is what we're that is what we're working on. And I will probably do a separate podcast for those that are interested, um, specifically on transformation tools and also um, protection tools. A lot of people ask how to protect their energy, and I think that that's important too when we're talking about you know um, being a warrior in frequencies. You do have to be aware how to also you know protect your energy, uh, move energy, things like that. So. We have this new moon on the first. Here's what we have going on in the cosmos right now, just to give you a feel of what April is going to be like. So we have this new moon. The sun and the moon will both be at 11 degrees Aries. So we have this kind of 11-11 synchronicity here. Um, Aries, because it's a fire sign and because it's very... Uh, the beginning of the zodiac, it's very potent creative energy, very potent um, manifestation energy. So I highly encourage you all to um, do some new moon ceremonies during those days, you know, like the day before, the day of, or the day after, all are the perfect window. And to really put your biggest dreams in that ceremony, because Aries is the one that shoots for the stars. They're very confident, they're very self-assured, they are worthy, they're empowered, and they know that they are capable and that they can do anything. So really shoot for the stars and really start taking actions towards your dreams. This this fire energy, we're going to have four planets in Aries, is going to be kicking our asses to be like, hey, take an action, make a move, do something, Okay. Go for your dreams, stop holding back, stop playing small, empower yourself, and become God with God. Okay, this is a really big uh, Aries energy, is being able to own your God self and honor that a God self exists within every other human being. That is true divinity. So we have this 1111 energy with the sun and moon at 11 degrees. So again, really good for manifestation, really good for helping you fully anchor in your God self, your higher self. Then we have the sun and moon. So those are conjunct. Conjunction means that the planets are close enough together that their energies are basically um, combining. So we have the sun and moon conjunct one another, and they are also conjunct Chiron in Aries at 12 degrees. Chiron has been in Aries for, oh, I want to say two years. Um, And Chiron is the wounded healer of the cosmos. So Chiron shows us where our deepest wounds are. 
and it kind of pokes at the wounds a little bit so that we can rip that band-aid off, finally confront our wound so that it can finally heal. The only reason that we as human beings have spent 27,000 years in pain and suffering is a refusal to rip our band-aids off. That's it. That's all that it comes down to. We have a resistance into facing our fears and to actually feeling our wounds. All you need to do is rip the band-aid off and then the wound begins to heal because the awareness and the feeling of it you start to move through the processing of it so that's what this this new moon is also going to do guys um so there's this really powerful manifestation energy and um, being the god self energy really empowering yourself and then there's this other part of the new moon which is going to be very much about ripping the band-aids off of humanity and because Chiron is in Aries and has been there for about two years, it is bringing up, again, as I kind of shared in the beginning, collective wounds around wars, which is a big reason why um, what's happening with the Russia and Ukraine, that's a whole other kind of energetic story. Um, but one of the things it is doing, besides bringing disclosure, is triggering um, the, the wounds of war. Right, because everybody immediately was afraid that we're going into World War Three. It's triggering all these things. Germany got involved. Germany wants us to get involved. We have a lot of history, karmic history from World War Two, also coming through. Um, it's also going to be bringing up the the wounds around violence, which uh, very interesting. Of course, I'm sure many of you might have seen the Oscars and the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Um, whether it's scripted or not, you know, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's, we, we take every single event that occurs and you simply observe it. You observe the event, you feel into the energy, what it's bringing forth, and then you let it go. There's no need to try to analyze and figure out whether it was scripted or fake or this or that. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, but what it is bringing up is it's, it was meant to trigger a lot of people's wounds around violence right so it, it brought up a huge conversation around <clears throat> physical violence and it also brought up a lot of um a lot of talk around physical violence and uh, cultural communities such as the black community and the white community so you can see how these wounds are kind of coming to the surface with this um, it's also going to be triggering the wound around self-identity and empowerment and so I feel that this is going to be happening collectively, yes, but very individualized for all of us is who are we? And we're going to be seeing that as this band-aid is ripped off and more events are set to unfold the next two months, a lot of your identities may begin to crumble. And many of you have already experienced this, but this is going to now be happening on a very collective level. So it is going to bring about a lot of things within us um, of our identities, um, our constructs, you know, uh, our belief systems about our own empowerment. Humanity has to realize that the only reason we feel disempowered or controlled is because we have allowed it. And again, this is pushing us to become warriors of frequency because when you are 
embodying a high frequency, which is a God consciousness frequency, you pull all that power back to yourself and nothing and no one can power over you or control you or hurt you or cause you pain and suffering. That's what we're, we're coming kind of full circle with as humanity finally, you know, grabs themselves by the damn bootstraps and, you know, giddy up. Like we have to get our power back because it is only the illusion of power that we have given away. The power always lied within us. So that is going to be a big theme with this new moon. And we also have Mercury in Aries, um, which is going to be at nine degrees. So um, a very uh, loose conjunction with Mercury. And Mercury is our communication. Um, So we may have more and it's also information processing and things like that. So there may be more disclosure that comes out around themes such as this violence, war, um, empowerment. Um, Also, because Aries is such a masculine energy and a lot of the misuse of that has been to power over women um, you know, the feminine energy. So we may start seeing a lot more um, disclosure around that and really having uh, the feminine start taking their power back as well while the masculine come into balance um, as warriors still, but not in a powering over way. So this is going to bring up a lot of th- themes about powering over what true empowerment is, um, war, violence, this illusion of having enemies um, is going to be a big thing too. We are all one collective consciousness and we have to come to terms with that. We have to stop seeing others as enemies because every other person, culture, race, country is another reflection of us, is an aspect of us that we have not consciously been aware of. That's why we all are so unique. We bring a mirror for all to see more deeper parts of themselves. So as we have that happening, we also have a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. So Jupiter, planet of expansion, um, which can be sometimes a great thing where it's we're expanding, it's abundance, um, it's just a love of life, kind of like a, a lucky energy. And then we have the other aspect, which sometimes means we might go overboard with something and we have to then kind of reel it back. So we have Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces conjunct and Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. Jupiter used to be uh, one of the co-rulers of Pisces. So you have two planets who have a very strong connection to the Piscean energy, which is spirituality um, which is the higher self. It is imagination, creativity, oneness. It's a very ethereal kind of energy. Now, that's a beautiful conjunction because what it's doing is expanding our consciousness very rapidly, um, especially the past couple of years. And as Neptune is going to move into the later degrees of Pisces, which we call the critical degrees, that's when big events typically happen when these outer planets reach the critical degrees which is like 27 28 and 29 degrees of a sign that's when it's kind of like okay the planets 
getting ready to actually transition out of that sign and move into the next one. So it's like you're either going to get the lessons from this transit or you're not. So faded kind of karmic destiny events tend to occur when a planet hits those critical degrees, especially these bigger outer planets. So that's not going to be for another two years or so, but we are in the later degrees where um, around 23 degrees is Neptune. So water events are also possible, tsunamis, things like that. Um, but another aspect I wanted to mention was that the Piscean energy as many of you may know, we moved out of the Piscean age in 2012. It was a lot about savior and uh, victim programming. And Jupiter is expanding this and also that we need to look at it and also take accountability because the savior programming is very deep with humanity. It can go both ways. Either it's a need to feel like you need to save other people or it is a victim mentality where you feel you need to be saved by some sort of external force or figure. And that's coming up a lot and has come up a lot within the past few years and is really important for us to kind of look at within this new moon because all these planets and Aries are really telling us to get our balls, become the God self, realize that we are God with God. That we are empowered and we are co-creators of the universe. We need to cut the shit with the savior victimhood. And if we can do that, it will open up an entirely new connection for us to really anchor in that Christ consciousness. Another really interesting mashup that we have here is Mars and Venus, which represent the masculine and feminine collectives are both in Aquarius. Uh, they are conjunct each other. They've been traveling together. They entered Aquarius on the same day. So that's very interesting. Aquarius is humanitarianism. It's um, networking. It rules the internet. Uh, Aquarius is a lot about communities and about basically bringing different people together to have harmony. And of course, we're in the Aquarian age. So it's a lot about information disclosure. And it also is a lot about finding finding peaceful coexistence among our world finding an ecosystem that works by honoring other people's uniqueness and also also our own um so it's a lot about community and it's a lot about information sharing it's a lot about coming to deeper levels of understanding and Aquarius is also a big humanitarian it wants to serve the whole because it understands the more you serve the whole the more that you're really bringing joy to yourself um, so we've got those both collectives Mars and Venus masculine and feminine we're coming into a harmony so it may look like we're not but we are coming into a greater understanding of one another that we previously couldn't find and we are going to find not only that balance within, because that's what we're really seeking, is balanced harmonics within, but learning how to have a peaceful, harmonious relationship between masculine and feminine. Because the true war on this planet has been between masculine and feminine. There's been many wars between countries and races and cultures and religions and nationalities, but the biggest war that's ever been waged here that was fueled by the dark was 
to pit masculine and feminine against one another. It is literally what has torn us apart internally because we all carry both masculine and feminine energies. So as masculine and feminine collectives, when we push the other away or we blame or we suppress or we power over or we have hatred for the opposite collective, whichever you you know are in, you're really putting all that energy against yourself internally. And this is what has manifested externally in our consciousness as people confused about their sexuality, about their gender, about their identity. It is simply a manifestation of the confusion and the battle that is going on within each one of us. That's why it's not personal. There's no good or bad. These are simply manifestations of what's going on within us as a collective. And we're finally going to come into some harmony there. But Mars and Venus are conjuncting Saturn in Aquarius. Um, Saturn is the taskmaster. Saturn, sim- very similar to Pluto, doesn't fuck around. It's like Pluto is more like, listen, we're going to burn everything to the ground and we're going to start over. <laughs> we're going to wipe a clean slate and we're just going to start over. That's Pluto. Saturn is more like, I'm going to keep giving you so much tough love until you get it. I'm not going to, you know, throw you into the deep end. I'm not going to burn it all to the ground, but I'm going to keep giving you tough love until you get it. And if you don't, the tough love is going to become harsher and harsher and harsher. So Saturn being conjunct Mars and Venus during this new moon, a loose conjunction, but it definitely there we are getting tested of healing our inner feminine and masculine this is intertwining with the aries energy of battle and of opposition and of enemies and all this kind of stuff that's powering over competition we have to come to a harmonious place within ourselves and then we have to come to our a harmonious place within our collective masculine and feminine are one in the same they are the yin and the yang of the universe you cannot have one without the other but what we are getting tested on is that we have to respect the feminine energy as the energy that is leading us into the new paradigm again this doesn't mean that only feminine vessels only feminine beings are going to be leading that's not true that's more of a feminism lower perspective which tries to put feminine over masculine this is just saying that mother earth is a feminine planet it is a feminine um, energy system so every person whether you identify as masculine or feminine or both or whatnot your feminine energy must be in the lead your compassion, your intuition, your receptivity, your kindness, your tenderness must be leading the way. This also means our right brains must be leading the way. Our right brains are God consciousness. It's where our genius comes from. It's where our innovation and imagination and cosmic knowings come through. The masculine side, the yang side, needs to take the support role. So yes, this may manifest as a lot of relationship dynamics having to change as well. I think 
it's really interesting as I watch a lot of you know, social media um, content just to see what the collective is going through. And I've been coming across a lot of videos lately of women kind of discussing their the fallout of their marriages or relationships <clears throat> due to a lack of support um, from their masculine counterpart. And specifically, it comes down to, you know, surface level things like not having um, help with children, not having help with caretaking, not having help with household duties, not having help with, you know, taking care of things that need to be done for the family and for the household. And what I feel from that is there's always surface level things of why something isn't working out. But the, the energy is that is this. We are shifting from a masculine paradigm to a feminine paradigm. As I said, the feminine energy within every single human being must take the lead while the masculine energy supports that feminine. So the masculine is the action, the assertiveness, the boundaries, um, the bravery, the courage, kind of the more fiery energy. And that is supporting the feminine energy. It's not overpowering it. It's also not leading the way. It is there as a support. And how this is going to manifest now externally is that the the masculine vessels of this world must begin to shift their roles. In the patriarchal system, the feminine were the support of the masculine. Masculine energy was leading That is why we are in the predicament (laughs) that we are in today. Um, Because as I said, Mother Earth is a feminine, energetic planet. Um, So basically, the masculine energy has been trying to lead the way and power over that for the last 27,000 years. And that's why it doesn't work. Because... The patriarchy was trying to dominate an energetic system, aka the planet, that wasn't aligned with it. So that's why we have the, um, the issues that we have today. As, as we shift into a more feminine paradigm, again, this is, this does not mean that masculine are going to lose their masculinity. I know, I think that there's just a lot of misconceptions about what this means. Um, It simply means that we all become more love-based and we become softer as a human species. We become more caring, more nurturing, more understanding, more compassionate. Um, And we still are going to have that masculine energy of, you know, assertiveness and courage and, um, Um, action you know taking action and building the new earth and you know creating proper energetic boundaries for us all to learn how to coexist with one another we're still going to have that energy it's just not in the lead anymore and what I'm seeing is that the masculine vessels as well as our inner masculine for the feminine is getting very uncomfortable by this shift and so what's happening is that the masculine collective is feeling the shift is occurring and what they are attempting to do is to kind of shame the shift 
into more femininity and to kind of even more so like fight against it. And this is manifesting as in the patriarchal system, predominantly men were to protect and provide. Most people have heard those phrases. They were meant to protect and provide for their tribe, um, family, partner, children. What has happened was that because we were in the flip where the feminine were supporting the masculine, the masculine were put into a situation where the only thing they do know how to do is protect and provide. But that has also gone into a lower form, protection meaning violence. Um, And this has gotten turned against women as well, as well as on outside forces that we think are trying to harm our family or ourselves. Um, And providing has become simply being able to um, financially provide. And as we've seen the shift over the past couple of decades, now that women have established um, financial independence for the most part, we don't really necessarily need financial support. Um, Not to say that, of course, you know, we all need financial support, but I just mean that the paradigm has shifted a bit where women now have the independence to go out and and um, support themselves financially. So we're not in the 1950s anymore where we were seeking um, a husband because we weren't able to bring in the money ourselves. We would, it was a survival mechanism. So now we no longer have that. Now I feel women and feminine, the energy is like, well, we no longer need this protect and provide mentality so what else can you provide and what I see is is that the the masculine collective really doesn't know what their role is outside of protecting and providing if there's no more enemies there's no more war there's no more illusionary threats that we need to you know go get our gun and go out and fight against that's dying it's not real and we no longer need to, to have this mentality around bringing in money and bringing the, being the provider and we're moving into a completely different abundant system. <clears throat> the masculine have no idea what their role is now because their main two roles are, are kind of starting to slowly fizzle out. And so I feel this deep confusion from, from the masculine, our inner masculine and masculine vessels of like, they don't know how to provide the emotional support they've never had to do it they don't know they don't know how to support you know physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually their family and their community because they've never had to do it that was always the role of the woman so why i'm bringing all of this up i guess is just to you know, share my perspective in hopes that people start to view our relationships differently. Saturn is going to bring in some harsh lessons for us. We're going to be stripping away the band-aids for this very over-masculine, overpowering, violent Aries energy and move us into the divine warrior energy. And we have the masculine essence within us and without has to start tapping into their feminine energy. This is what will help the shift. And it's also the role of the feminine vessels 
to assist the masculine. Not in the way that you have to um, put up or should I say um, immerse yourself in lower energies if you are... Basically, we're not there to save anyone, uh, is what I mean. And you certainly don't, it's not your role to save or help anyone who genuinely isn't helping themselves. But it is for the feminine to lead by example, to show the masculine energy how to be supportive, how to support feminine energy. And we're all learning this within ourselves first. But this is going to play out a lot with relationships. Um, and... You know, we still have Pluto and Capricorn at the critical degrees. So the next year and a half, we are basically in a permanent Pluto return. Our systems will collapse. That's inevitable. Um, We also have Uranus in Taurus at 12 degrees, North Node in Taurus at 23 degrees. Those eventually will converge. Uranus in Taurus, it's been there for, mm, I want to say, a couple of years now. And this is shaking up a lot of the things that we're seeing play out right now. Food shortages, financial collapse, um, because it's going to bring us back to what's important. There will be financial freedom for all, not before the systems collapse. It is literally going to strip away our reliance on financial systems as well as the greed and the kind of... Uh, raping of the earth that has occurred since Taurus does rule over the planet as well. We are going to go back to communities supporting communities, abundance for all, um, taking care of our land, taking care of our earth, and supporting all of us um, through synergy with Mother Earth. That is a big thing that's going to be building up for the rest of the year as well. So The energy that's coming through, and I had pulled some cards as well just to get, you know, some guidance and whatever wants to come through. A lot of three cards came out. And in the beginning, I was talking about three being very comparable to Aquarius. Community, collaboration, um, coexistence, harmony, these kind of things. So a lot of threes came out. We've got um, the three of pentacles, which is co-creating and collaborating within your community. Um, aligning with people that are on your same path, Um, really starting to focus more on the people that are around us. Your communities are your soul families. And if you don't, if you don't resonate with your community, then that means your soul's calling you to go somewhere else because all soul families will end up um, existing in, in a community together. So if you don't resonate with your community, feel free to follow your heart and move somewhere else. Um, because the tribes are going to gather. And so if you're pinged or you feel guidance to move around, change houses, shift communities, that is, is what the, is what is happening. And spirit is guiding you to do that. Um, we also have the three of swords, um, which is a lot about the ripping off of the band-aids. As I was saying, um, it's going to bring a lot of grief and heartbreak and I think sadness as we rip those wounds open and we have the courage to finally just face them and look at them and and heal them and realize that this whole 3D experience was just an illusion 
like, yes, we have trauma and we have wounding and there's, you know, all these things, horrible things that have happened here on earth, but ultimately they were all just experiences. And if we can look at it like that, we will heal so much faster because all that God wants for us to do is to be in joy, to be in joy, to live in harmony and peace and abundantly and to love life and to be creators and to do what we're passionate about. So the sooner we can move through these, the sooner we can get to the joyful state. And it's just realizing like, it's all an illusion. It was all just an experience. And if we stop maybe holding on to it so much, then we can get through quicker. And then we have the three of cups, which is all about emotional um, fulfillment, you know, friends, families, um, soul tribe, having that friendship um, and with people that you're aligned with. So it's, there's a lot of three energy, a lot of just, you know, we're moving into a much more fulfilling time with soul families and, um, and nurturing and collaboration. And we're letting go of a lot of the heartbreak and the sadness and the trauma and all of that kind of shit. And then we have the fool card, the zero that would represent Aries. We're in the time of the unknown. Aries energy again is calling us to be warriors of frequency. Take the leaps of faith. Take the higher road, even if someone else isn't. If someone is a dick to you or a bitch to you and you choose to mirror the energy back, you've now just fed the lower energy. You gave it more strength. Does it suck to be the bigger person all the time? I guess you could say that. You know, it depends on your perspective. But the more that you choose, the higher. The more that you choose to be the master of frequency, the quicker this evolution goes. You have no idea how powerful it is for just one person to be holding a pretty consistent um, high frequency. You impact millions of people. Okay, so you've got to take the leap, though. You've got to believe in yourself. Whatever your dreams are, this is a potent window, April and May, to make those dreams happen. We've got the Queen of Swords, which really is telling us that we're also really coming into our divine discernment. We're able to not only process things intuitively but we also can logically move through it as well and there's a perfect balance that's true discernment it's like having common sense with intuition and so we're moving into that time too then you have the lover's card which directly represents what i was you know talking about with the masculine and feminine we have to stop living in duality black white this that right wrong good bad we have to harmonize do you know dualistic energies which means we have to harmonize the biggest polarity of energies which is masculine and feminine and that happens within first and foremost and then it begins to happen in our relationships um we have a very um potent asteroid named Haumea um who is the goddess of fertility and community and creativity. Um, she basically makes sure that all communities are synergistic and harmonious and she has works a lot with land abundance and things like that. She is right now sitting on the 29th degree, the very last critical degree of Libra. 
during this whole year. Libra, sign of relationships, sign of balance, sign of masculine, feminine, harmony. So we are getting tested very much. We have to forgive one another. We have to harmonize. We have to come into balance. And we're going to go through some ups and downs, but especially for those of you that are in relationships, you know, if you need assistance or you you want more in-depth understanding, I recommend you guys book sessions with us. We go through all of these energetics, how to balance them out, how to function in divine relationships, how to communicate, how to process energy. Um, so if you do need assistance, please book a session, but this is going to be the main theme of the rest of the year. It's not only going to be um, harmonizing within, it's going to be harmonizing relationships and ultimately harmonizing with your community. Then we have the page of wands, which is just like pure creative force energy, just like enthusiastic, high on life, like filled with ideas and creative potential. And that's, you know, what we're going to get a lot of through this new moon as well. And then you have the tower card reversed, <laughs> um, which is funny because the tower card in tarot is where you have a big, massive life event. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. Most people associate it with like some horrible catastrophic event, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's just some very big, profound event that has a wide um, effect on both you personally and collectively. So this could be many things, could be disclosure, could be uh, a CME event, a solar flash event, you know, could be... Um, the collapse of our systems, it, it could be many things. But because it's reversed, it's telling me that this is coming, but humanity's in resistance to it. We're actually actively pushing away these events from happening out of fear. Um, but either way, the tower moment is coming. Um, but the more resistant we are to it, the more we push it away, the more catastrophic it's going to be. Embrace, accept, and allow. This energy is coming prepare for it by becoming balanced and harmonious holding the highest state of frequency and funny enough with that card came out the ten of cups reversed which the ten of cups is all about having total life fulfillment happy family happy community emotional fulfillment children um, playfulness just basically the dream life that's the ten of cups and it's also reversed so what it's telling me is that humanity is in such resistance to the tower moments that are coming. But there actually is what is going to bring this ultimate fulfilled life. That's why it's also reversed. These were the only two reversed cards. So if we can just right side up those things and embrace the tower moment that's coming, it's going to lead us into our dream life. But by resisting the change, by resisting the shift, we are delaying our dream life. That's the message. Um, allow things to fall away. Allow identities to crumble. Allow events to occur. You know, trust, 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 unconditional trust. The fool, the first card that came out is essential. If we cannot anchor in unconditional trust of source and ourselves, we are going to have a rough time and I know it seems radical sometimes to have just this unconditional trust even when everything looks like shit but that is the true divine warrior that is the true master of frequency because you have to know that 
every single being in creation, including source herself, are overseeing this ascension process. The entire cosmos is here watching and assisting in various ways. They want us to succeed. They do not want to punish us. Punishment doesn't exist. They do not want us to suffer. They want us to succeed. But we can't see the higher plan because we're down here, boots on the ground. So Source and the Galactics have told me many times, you must trust us. We have the full spectrum view of all possibilities, of the timeline, of everything that's going to happen. So stop interfering with the divine plan. Stop resisting it. And stop choosing the lower. Trust. Hold your high frequency. Follow your guidance. Follow your dreams. Follow your heart. And we are there every step of the way to cheer you on. We want you to succeed. And we will succeed. The war, It's already been won. New Earth is energetically already, um, has already been birthed. Um, it was birthed in 2018. So it's already there. It's just we are basically rising our frequency enough for that to come into physical manifestation. We have to radically trust. Every single thing that happens in your life is happening for a divine reason that is so far beyond your perspective that you have to be the fearless, brave being who is like, I know that every single thing that happens is because all of creation loves me and is getting me to the exact place that I want to be, to this dream life, this 10 of cups. So that was a long update, um, but I hope that resonates with you guys and um, I'll be doing some more updates throughout April because there's so much going on, but I really felt guided to do this. So, um, and if any of you have questions, you can feel free to message me um, or book sessions with us and love you and we'll talk to you soon.